Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Got Podcast, and I'm joined by John James. John James, how are we? I'm fine, how are you? I'm very well. So, on today's show, we will be discussing Tuesday and Wednesday's Premiership results, and at the end of the show, we will be previewing this weekend's Premiership fixtures. So, we're going to kick off the show by talking about the Motherwell and Kilmarnock game. Mm-hmm. Motherwell beat Kilmarnock 3-1. John James, what do you make of the game? Motherwell officially staying up? Well, obviously, that was the aim. That was the aim for Motherwell, to stay up going into the game they knew they could secure it with a win Kelly have nothing to play for so realistically Kelly were probably not going to be at the races and they, I think Kelly already were on holiday mode well the defence was on holiday mode straight from the off certainly when, yes when Mull scored in like the first minute but uh, I thought Mull done perform- the way they performed that game is where they, where they haven't performed all season they played fat, the tempo was fast they seemed to be carving Kelly open and then obviously they get pegged back just before half time, but they didn't let that affect them. So that's two wins on the bounce for the well. Uh, I'm I'm special doing, doing a special shout out to Ainsworth's free kick. That that was oh that was that fantastic. Was sensational. But uh, I think overall balance of the game, Mull deserved to win that. Uh, I mean the players that haven't turned up for a lot of the season turned up for that game. Uh, players like Ainsworth obviously hasn't had the best of seasons pulling out what he's done regularly for Motherwell players like Freer signed it, uh, I think he was signed in January but showing what he's capable of yeah it was a very comfortable win for Motherwell and Kamara nothing to play for I've already stayed up and Lee McCulloch he's like, he, I don't think he's got much to complain for his main objective was right keep Kamara in the Premier League and he's done that he's done it I was actually quite surprised they named such a strong team. I expected them to try and field a few of their youngsters because Kelly's got a good few youngsters coming through there. Uh, but I want, I'm interested in what Robin, uh, Stephen, Ro- Stephen Robertson, yeah. Uh, Stuart Robertson? Stuart, Stuart Robertson. Uh, he, what he's going to do next season. So do you think he'll be given the job on a permanent basis? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, well, he's got the job on a permanent basis, is he not? Is he not? I thought it was just until the end of the season. No, I thought, I thought he had it permanently, but... Uh, regardless, he's going to have to do something in the summer anyway. Yeah, interested, definitely. Interested to see where he lose. I was saying to you, obviously, that Ainsworth and Mo looking like they're going to be leaving. Mm-hmm. Who can who can Mother get in that's going to replace that? Uh, I, I rate uh, Freer, obviously. I think Freer could easily take up... what Ain- oh, Ainsworth hasn't featured a lot this season, but I think Freer could easily take up the mantle going down that line. I've ever told you the rumour that apparently Humphreys Humphreys, yeah. be signing a contract. He, see, when he was at Mullow, he was a terrific player. Bags of pace, great cross of the ball, yep. fantastic dribbler. I think that'll be a top signing for Motherwell, really. Yeah, I think that uh, they could... I think, I think they'd be doing well to get him. I mean, uh, Hibbs, he was injured quite a lot. He uh, never really got a good go of it. But I think if Motherwell could get him fit, give him a pre-season, then be a decent signing. But obviously losing Mullow, if they do lose Malt, I think I'm pretty sure it's the. I'm and pretty Ray, sure he's out of contract. I'm not. I'm not Malt, sure. Malt, I think he's got one more year left. I might be wrong, but I'm sure he might have one more year left in him. And I heard Rangers are like with Hennigan. <laughs> um, well, we'll talk about talk about that later on. But no, I no. don't want him at Rangers at all. Malt, one of the worst defenses in the league. Exactly. Why would why would yeah. I don't understand that? Why Pedro? It's all hearsay, yeah. right? But if it's true, why would Pedro Casino be looking at? to try and take a defender from Motherwell's from Motherwell's defence and Motherwell's defence is honestly it is a horrible defence and it's like why would you look at one of the worst defences in the league to try and improve the Rangers defence don't understand uh, that but back back to Motherwell Motherwell need to to improve the defence they know they need to 
sign some uh, get some bodies in. I, I told you they were linked to Alan Manis from St. Johnson. St. Johnson, yeah, Alan Manis, a very solid, no, very solid, capable keeper. Now they've secured their top flight status, which was apparently what Ma- uh, Manis was refusing to put pen to paper on until was confirmed. He was a decent keeper, decent for the Saints the last couple of years. Uh, get a few defenders in. What about Keith Lasley? Has he got another year? I think he'll keep going. I don't think he's going to retire. Yeah, he's always been a solid yeah. player for Mullerwell. He's a skipper as well. Uh, yeah, so I think, I think shore up the defence. What about Stephen McManus? I think he's injured. I think he's injured, but I mean, I, I, actually I don't know if he's injured. Uh, but Scott McDonald as well, he's got Scott, another year. I think Scott McDonald will be there next year. Yeah. I still think Malt, if they lose Malt, that's the, yeah, they've got to replace that. That's a lot of goals they'd lose if they... Would you it. say Scott McDonald's return to Mullerwell has been a success? I wouldn't say he's really set the house on fire since he came back. I think he's shown in flashes what he's capable of. I mean, you've seen a couple of goals this season. It's like that's what Scott McDonald does, but he's not done it enough. I mean, but then again, in his defence, I think he's been overshadowed by Moult. I think Moult stole the show from him. I think he's been clearly their best player, and he's also a striker. So obviously, McDonald doesn't get into play that role. Like Moult is playing that role, but he's doing it well. So you can't condone them switching them around. So I believe McDonald's actually playing behind Moult. So. He's not technically playing up front, but it's, it's obviously Scott, Scott Middle may get a shot up front next season if Moult goes, but I think that's a dangerous route to go, not replacing him. So what do you think? Do you think this summer Kamarnock will bring in more loan signings, which he did this season? I, I don't think that's the no, best avenue to go down. I don't think McCulloch will. I think that was I think that was uh, the previous manager not really knowing who to buy for Kelly. So... I think McCulloch's going to have a better idea, a better grasp on the squad as well. And, who and the Scottish game. No, exactly. No, yeah. no Scottish targets. No the lower leagues. No. And Jones has been really coming onto a game over the last few weeks. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him move. He can, he causes a lot of defenders' problems. He, his, when he's running down that way, he causes yeah. them a lot of problems. He's one of their standout players. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him linked with a move, either down, a move to a down, uh, team down south or even a team in the top six, maybe even top five. Obviously, I'm, I'm, that's a bit harsh on Fissel, but I don't see Fissel going out and, I think, having to pay a fee for him. I don't think that St. Johnson would either, but I, I would have, I'd like to see him at a team like Hearts or Rangers. Or, uh, what about Stevie Smith and Chris Boyd? <laughs> well, to be fair, Stevie Smith has been a decent player for Kamala this season. Chris Boyd hasn't scored many goals, but he's really kind of, he's lost a lot of weight, hasn't he? Uh, he hasn't. Just... Don't pay attention to Chris Boyd. Uh, how not? How come? Not interested in not interested in him. Yeah, big fan of his columns? Nah, he'd probably end up writing something <laughs> about me if he heard my opinion. <laughs> John James never played the game, doesn't have a clue. Opinions are relevant. <laughs> That's Scott Bradley though, he's no bad. <laughs> Ross County beat Hamilton 3-2. John James, another big loss for Hamilton. I'm, I'm, I was confused by this game because this was, this was a game I expected to be really dull and boring, but... It wasn't. It was. I expected Hamilton to turn up looking a bit better than what they did, though. And I didn't think they were all that bad, though. This, uh, they, weren't, they weren't all that bad, but see, consi- all things considered, that Hamilton just needed f- three points to send uh, Inverness automatically down. Even a point to send them automatically down, depending on results, the way Inverness played. But I just don't, I think they played well to a certain point. Obviously, County take the lead and then the Aki's equalise. But I just I, I wasn't feeling... I wasn't feeling that they the sense of urgency that they should have showed. Like, I, I, I just didn't seem like it was all there. Like, they weren't didn't seem like a team that were playing for survival, and that's the way it has been for the last couple of weeks. Obviously. They came across as a team that were just going through the motions. Yeah, they, really. they, they the performance Aki's put in, which it still seems harsh considering they have went up to Dingwall and scored two goals, but 
their performance they put in seemed like the performance I expected from County, from a team that were already safe. But it just, it seemed like County were the ones chasing the game, obviously, when uh, I, I believe it is. Uh, I County take the lead again, obviously, they go 2 1 when the ball hits off the post and it comes back off the keeper, which is unfortunate for Hamilton, it really does sum up their season. But from then, when. Uh, Shout out to your boy when Templeton. Yes, David Templeton. Let's talk about David Templeton. Let's, let's, let's try. Yeah, I got some criticism for that. <laughs> I, right. John James mentioned. Did you mention it very quickly? John James mentioned Templeton. I thought I'd briefly discuss his past uh, tenure at Rangers. That was it. Continue, John James. Yes, right. a good goal from Templeton. Uh, it was a good goal from Templeton. He, he cuts inside, puts in. Looked quite a lot like the the Templeton that was at Hearts. At the old, yeah. The right. old, yeah. Uh, obviously, still got a lot to work on, but. At that point when Hamilton equalised make it to uh, when they go it goes two each, you're thinking, right Hamilton, kick on from here. Kick on from here, got back in the game, County have nothing to play for, go and take the three points. And they didn't they seemed to they seemed to they got they got the goal and then it just went flat again. Seemed like they had the sense of urgency when they went two one down and then they equalised and then they're like, Right, this is good enough. Like, don't you can't just accept a point, you can't just think I know. you can't just think, Oh, this is good enough. Three points would have realistically Saved you. You'd have been fine. That you wouldn't have even had to worry about going into the last game of the season. But they let they let the they let it creep back. Let in, uh, Ross County creep back into it, and then now it's back in uh, obviously back in Inverness's hands when Ross County scored in the last minute. And I think you can see it when you see the goal going in. You just see Cannon. Cannon hands on his He's hands like, on. What his else head. can I do? Uh, in like, fairness, in fairness, it was some strike from Jim O'Brien. It, it was it was some strike. You've got a question who's obviously closing down at the edge of the box, but he's just standing there, hands on his head. He, do, he knows that, fair enough, I've been saying they should have went for the three points, but taking the point, you've got to... If, if, if that's, all, that's all they needed, three points, right? You're, you're going and that's to, them. You're going towards the end of the game. You're clearly not going to get the three because there's no time to break up the pitch and score. So just tightly t- mark the players, tight marking, don't let a goal, go, go to, uh, don't concede a goal. And that's what you're going to do. And the 90th minute, and the 90th minute, Aki's loads a goal, and that's it really could it could send them down. You know, you're and now this weekend a massive game for them against Dundee. It's a massive game, uh, but overall, do I you think, think. Oh, sorry, cut you off there. But do you think Karen will be able to rally the troops for this big one? Well, he's apparently been rallying the troops for the last couple of weeks, and <laughs> it's still been disappointing performances. Yep. But uh, it's uh, all credit to Ross County. I didn't expect them to turn up thinking that this gives a game they they had to perform, and I thought they were just going to turn up flat. Might even play a few of their under twenty under twenties that just won the league. Uh, I thought they, I thought that some of them would have been thrown in, but apparently County uh, fielded a strong team, came away with three points and helps them. And, and so what what do you think's next, right? Um, for Hamilton, just just say they go down. What's next? Cannon's obviously going to go. Who do they who get, get into the place from? Who, who really? can you get in though? Who? I don't know. I, I, obviously I don't want to seem disrespectful with Hamilton but there is there are like capable managers I, out there happy to take that would, job it's not with Stevie Aiken uh, very underrated manager so he is as there's, a, there's a few decent, I think uh, the breaking manager uh, <sighs> what about Ian Murray he didn't he got a, like he done well to Barton then St Mirren also didn't work out but I think he's a decent manager Ian I, Murray. I think realistically and without being disrespectful if you're looking at a manager that's employed by a club, Hamilton need to be bigger than because no one. Good shout, sorry, Paul Hartley. N- do you think we take it? Do you think Paul Hartley would go from Dundee to Hamilton? Well, he got the sack from Dundee, so I, I think I think Paul I, Hartley's desperate to get back in the game. I and if the Hamilton's job came up, he would I jump think, at it. I think he's too good for Hamilton. 
I mean, I think I think he could get a more attractive job than Hamilton, because I think as I said before, he didn't necessarily do a bad job at Dundee, which is a bad season, a bad but well, not even a bad season, bad run of results that led to his departure. But but even at the start of the season, he started it very poorly. Uh, but uh, back to Hamilton, I think Hamilton to take a manager from another club, they'd have to be bigger than that club. I don't think someone's gonna. I, like even clubs like the, the likes of Brecon, I mentioned their manager. I've, I've, his name's completely escaped me, but that's a, he's done a great job at Brecon. I'll, I'll find out his name, but uh, he's obviously Brecon have now got into the final of the playoffs. Uh, that's the sort of manager that they should be looking at because he's done a great job at a team with limited resources. He's gonna have even lim- uh, limited resources when it comes to Hamilton. Because Hamilton could get a decent manager into like maybe push for their promotion next season. Darren Dodds. Darren Dodds. Darren Dodds. Darren Dodds. He was. Dundee United player. Yeah, Darren Dodds. Um, I name no. Am I thinking of someone else? Who was someone that retired in Scottish Cup? Right, he couldn't play in the Scottish Cup final in twenty ten, but that he couldn't play due to injury. Played with Dundee United. I forgot his name. I'm thinking yeah. someone else completely. Uh, no, no, I'm thinking Darren. Oh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Darren Dodds is a, like, I think he'd be a shout for Hamilton if they were to get rid of Cannon, which I think they would. Yeah. But uh, obviously, well, but then again, Darren Dodds might end up playing Champions yeah, What if though, right? See, I mean, uh, Cannon manage. Just say uh, Hamilton. Um, they go down. No, sorry. Just say they finish in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And uh, Cannon manage, manages to keep them up. Do you, do you think that would be enough? for him to keep his job because they've been really, really poor this season and do you think if Hamilton got a better, more capable manager to come in, more experienced manager, do you think they could actually push on and maybe, like not say make the top six but maybe finish eighth or seventh and not be in that kind of relegation fight which they've been in this season? Hamilton don't even have necessarily a bad squad. Some of the players they brought, I think they brought in in January. They brought in the Greek players in January, didn't they? Like Skondras and stuff like that. I believe they came in in January. Eh, January. Uh-huh. What about Donati? D- I thought Donati... Do you think he was... He signed... He's got another like year thought, on his contract. I thought Donati was a decent sign. I thought he'd done well for uh, Aki's. But they've looked better since January. I think they... They've also brought in the new faces. But they... If they go down... If they went... If they went... If they, if they go down or if, even if he stays up, I think Cannon realistically has to go. I don't think he's doing I don't think he's the right man to take Hamilton no. forward whatsoever. It, it's the same thing with Richie Foran, too soon. They're not ready for it. They're not. I think the argument you can make, you know, Cannon's kept them in the Premier League before, but is it is that what you want? You don't want to just be surviving by the skin of your teeth yeah. every single year. I mean, you've got to have a bit more ambition. But then again, obviously, there's only so far Hamilton can go. I, I know Hamilton finished in the top six that season with, that they had, or well, not the season because they didn't finish with him, but the season with Alex Neil. He took them tights. They probably will not be. They finished third, and then they actually they didn't finish in the no. top six that season. Uh, they were up. They were up to third, but I'm not sure they finished. In no, they didn't. It was Dundee. Dundee, Dundee yeah, it was Dundee because I remember me and you going back and, and forth said, over that. I said Dundee would take it, <laughs> but uh, realistically, realistic, I think Hamilton they put themselves in danger with that result, and County have just furthered their own season, showing that they're more than adapt in the bottom six. Oh, absolutely. So moving on to Wednesday's fixtures, um, and they're still uh, staying on the bottom six. Dundee got beat two 0 off Inverness. Inverness, <laughs> I don't care. They're still down for no. me. They're still down. I'm telling you, I've been banging the drum for the last couple of weeks. I'm saying I've been getting told by various people that the optimism in my voice has been steadily rising when it comes to Inverness. This is it. Inverness are staying up. 
There's only one point between them and Hamilton now. They've got the form. They've they uh, terrifically won uh, an informed Dundee side. It was a great finish from uh, Billy McKay, an even better finish from Fisher. Fisher, yeah, Fisher is a good player. He he will be a, a much better club than ever next season. But I'm telling you, I'm, no, I don't. I, I've I been saying it since they it were. It was a good result, but I just don't see them. Those two I don't wins, see them. Two right. wins in the last three. I don't see them beating Motherwell. I don't. Maybe them getting a point, but I just don't see Mother- them beating Motherwell. At home to a Motherwell side that have nothing to play for anymore. But bear in mind, and bear in mind, Motherwell won t- the last two games, Motherwell right? Have and Motherwell will want to end the season on a high note. Motherwell, they will. Have, Motherwell have no moat for that game. Rumour has it he's injured. So there'll be no really moat for Inverness, the Inverness game. Inverness are on form, Inverness have something to play for. And Motherwell have nothing mind, to play for. <coughs> Pardon me, you're the Dundee. Uh, Aki's Aki's are at home as well. Aki's against Dundee. I still, I mean Dundee are too strong. I mean, I Inverness are. A, I, I think Inverness. Motherwell are in form, right? Granted, Dundee United, but what? Uh, Dundee United, sorry, Dundee will want to prove a point against Aki's only because of they lost that game there and they're like, okay, we won't end the season high, you know, right? But I just, I, I think as much as I criticise Karen, I think he'll have them up for this. He'll have them up for this, well, and I think Aki's. Right, Matt, I'll save my prediction at the end of the show, but I think Aki's will have enough just to <laughs> stay up in that, to, to finish 11th, right, in the yeah. playoffs, and they'll, th- they'll, they'll finish in the playoffs. I think if, you, if, you're, pre- if you're saying about Cannon can uh, motivate the players, I think you've got to concede that Richie Foran has got the Inverness players believing they can stay up. After the slaggings he was getting, he has... Got the he's he's brought something out in Inverness players and they've now they stand one game away from surviving off the bat of relegation and they went into the bottom six seven points behind their nearest challenger. Right, so me and you have got totally different opinions yeah. on this. Uh, Hamilton are going to stay up, and you're saying I'm saying Inverness will stay up. I'm saying Inverness will finish eleventh and Hamilton are going down automatically. And obviously you're saying Inverness are going down automatically and Hamilton are going down or, or, or Hamilton are uh, sitting in the Yes, office. Hamilton are finishing the playoffs and Inverness will finish rock bottom because Richie Foran is <laughs> not good enough for them. But back to the game, Dundee, totally off pace. Uh, Dun- what happened? Dundee didn't... I, 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 I said that about uh, what I was saying about Ross County. They were, uh, they were just not in the game Ross whatsoever. Count, Ross County turned up and they were playing even though they had nothing to play for. Meanwhile, Dundee turned up knowing they were safe, knowing they couldn't be caught. So just kind of like lethargic going through their paces. Inverness won it arguably in opening, I think it was 30, 30 minutes the first two goals came. So, uh, obviously, uh, they went they were 2-0 up. Dundee had their chances. And Marcus Abel went clean for a goal and missed. But I think Inverness were good value for the win. I think Inverness done what they had to do. Kept it going. It still won't be enough, though. It'll be enough. It still won't be enough. They'll, they'll beat, um, Inverness are going to beat Motherwell on the final day. And Hamilton are going to slip up against Dundee. And that's, what, that's what's going to happen. And Foran's going to keep them up, and then he's going to keep them up again when they win the playoff final. Inverness, I, I think Inverness are a stronger team than Hamilton, and I think Inverness would or have at least the potential to win the playoff. I mean, well, Hamilton, I think, would lose to either Dundee United or Falkirk. I think Inverness could beat either of those teams. And right. in it's not a one-off game, so it's two legs, which is a silly idea in my, in my opinion. But I think mean, they've got enough about them to survive automatic relegation, and what a story that would be. Richie Foran, the relegation survivor with, in his career, <laughs> does it in his first season in management. Fair enough, he shouldn't be there. But if he does it, does he keep his job? If he does, if he keeps everyone else up, I think he, he probably would keep his job in a 
Doctor. I thought you would keep your job, but I don't know why. Because he's, he's, I thought he's just been, it's been a disaster. Let's be honest. Whether, like, whether or not he deserved to keep his job, I think it would be harsh if he were, if he won. What well, well, he's got to win three. Well, he's got to at least win five games to keep uh, to keep in the rest of the Premier League. So he's got to win his next fixture, and then he's got to win the two playoff fixtures. So if he won, if he finished the season having won five games in a row to keep him up, I think then it makes an argument that's quite harsh to then sack him after keeping Inverness up. But I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to prove everyone wrong. No, right. I think, and I just firmly believe it, like, Aki's will have enough to, like, to at least finish 11th in the playoffs. I think and Inverness, Inverness won't happen. Inverness, I think, will bottle it. Inverness will bottle it against, <laughs> against Motherwell. They will. I think Aki's are feeling the pressure. I think Inverness, Inverness are playing with a bit of freedom that, no, freedom that they control their own destiny. That they they brought they brought it into an area where it really is in their control. It wasn't in their control. But if Hamilton win, that's it. If Hamilton, if Hamilton win, it's in it's in Hamilton's hands. It's in Hamilton's hands. Hamilton. All they need, all they need is a win. Right, if Inverness draw, right, that's it. If it's Ham- done. Hamilton are a. Must- this is a must-win game for Inverness. Hamilton, all the, Hamilton, all they need to do is if. If they win, that's it. Game's over. I don't think Hamilton have the bottle that if news filters through the Inverness score an early goal, I don't think they have the bottle to then lift themselves to beat Dundee because Dundee are a much stronger side than what Mullow are and I think Inverness are going to be able to beat Mullow and I think Dundee are too strong for Hamilton. It's going to be interesting. It It'll be very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. St Johnston beat Hearts 1-0. <laughs> another, <laughs> another loss for Hearts. <laughs> I think as I said I said a couple of weeks back about uh, or I said it last podcast as well. Hearts are just peeking their way through these next few fixtures. I mean, there's nothing. They're to, just waiting for the season end. There's nothing to gain. There's nothing to lose. They're just it's just a case of fulfilling fixtures. Right. So I think even the fans. I mean, there was very very few fans for Hearts standards yeah. and the the size of the backing they have. I think the fans didn't even bother coming up. I think they, I think they didn't even didn't even sell out a quarter of the stand they were given so I think the fans were voting with their feet as well that they just don't want to see any more football for the rest of this season because this Hearts team it looks like they've chucked it already they're in holiday mode they want the season to end and Ian Caffrell a wee bust up with mm. Uwe Johnson what do you make of that? Johnson's a French player anyway he's going to be gone I, I think I've obviously I don't know they don't know the ins and outs but it's never acceptable to argue with your manager out with the changing room because Ian Caffrell was given Johnson criticism and Johnson couldn't Set like set it. I think fair enough. Fair enough. If you're if if you're in the ch- if you're in the changing room, and it's out with the what the other team can see, what the officials can see, and yeah, you're like, right, Gaffer, I don't think that was right. What you said there. I mean, I mean, and then exp- and rather than cause a scene, don't. I think that enough. I don't think we'll see him feature again. Fair play, in Gaffer though. He's uh, he's not taking any nonsense. People were saying that they don't think he has a backbone. Well, I think. He was giving him criticism, then Johnson tried to stand up to him, be the big man, mm-hmm. then Caffrey was like, nah, like, I'm the manager. And then obviously they had to be separated, but fair play to Ian Caffrey, he's got balls so he has. And then, but let's talk about his records. Record is, right, 25 games in charge, right, mm-hmm. he took over in December. He's won five, he's drew six, and he's lost 13 games. Mm-hmm. 13 games. How many, that is how many not them, good. How many of those games have been against teams above them? Uh, two, two against right. Alba, two they've against lost, lost twice against Rangers. No, he did not beat Rangers. He beat Rangers four. Yeah, I mean, he lost twice at Ibrox. Uh, he's lost twice at Ibrox. He's lost twice to Aberdeen, so there's four. He's lost twice to Celtic. So there's six. Is it twice to Celtic? Yeah. Yeah, and I believe he's lost twice to St. Johnson as well. Eight. 
eight against teams above them, and if you want, and to also be, a loss to Hibs in the cup. Exactly, and if you want to be, uh, if obviously if you want to be a Hearts manager, if you want to be any manager of a club that aims to do something in the league, you have to beat the teams above you. You can't just beat the teams below you. You have to do something against the teams above you. Because a lot of Hearts fans, I'm going to be honest, from what I've been reading the social media forums, etc. They want Cathro gone on right now. They do it like the, the run has been unacceptable. It's I not been good enough. I think but some of them, some of them are willing to. There are some saying season and then let them we'll give them the summer. Yeah. But if Ian Cathro in the next first, I've said it earlier on in the pod, the first six games for Ian Cathro next season are unbelievably crucial. If he doesn't get a win in those first six games, that's it. I think Craig Levine and Ann Budge will be like, okay, that's it. It's not mm-hmm. good enough, and you'll go. We'll get the sack. And Ian Cathro, this summer is gonna be massive for him and his career going forward. Yeah, I think I think what everyone's been saying about Hearts obviously the like a lot of the performances this season have been lethargic. They haven't really It's the same old story. Hearts have tons of the ball, lots of possession, but they don't do anything productive with the it. Only, the, only, the only thing I'll say is last week against uh, Rangers I did agree with some of his comments that uh, Hearts did look more in control, they did look a lot better than they have looked. But the it does not help when the club have nothing to play for. <laughs> really, see, it's a, obviously it's he well, he has been there since that time, so they should have been had something to play for. But when you have nothing to play for and you're trying to motivate them, it can be difficult. There's been talk of a, a big clear out of Hearts in the summer. They need that. They need a big clear out. They need. They need to. If he has his own ideas, he needs to get rid of the players he's not interested in. Bring in his own players, and then we can you can reevaluate Hearts. I mean, obviously after the six games. He will have played near enough half the league. Well, he will have played half the league. Uh, even though, even though, like, uh, I want Ian Cathro to succeed. I like Ian Cathro, but that record is just ridiculously bad. That mm. is not good enough. What is it? He took over in December. He's only won five games. It didn't help that obviously Nielsen arguably lost. No, he didn't lose his job. He was offered a job, but Nielsen the pressure on him started when he lost to Hibs, and then they went on to win the Scottish Cup. And then Cathro does the exact same and loses the hips. And it was, it was very weird, it was in the same manner. It was very and the first game, the first game ended in a draw. Then, it, it, the thing was last year, very briefly, Hearts were winning 2-0 at Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. And then Hibs brought it back to each. Replay, Hibs win that. I think Hearts haven't looked the same side, well, even last year. Even last year when it was uh, when they were in a, the race for second with Aberdeen, they very quickly got blown out of the water. And then just seemed to peter out. But that was a good season for them last season. Because like, first season back the Premiership and they finished third. They, they achieved third. They, they fought off St Johnson. And this season, St Johnson have just, just outperformed them. I mean, I think I, I, I might be incorrect here. Uh, it's been seven years since Hearts won at McDermott Park. Seven years? I think that, I believe that's the stat that was going about. If I, in, um, I don't know if they played in the cup, but I'm pretty sure it's a league based anyway. That they've not beaten them in that long there. I know they've had a poor record against St Johnson altogether. But so Sam Nicholson's out of contract at the end of the season. Do you think Ian Cathro will want to tie him down? No, I think he's. I think he's accept. He's, I think he's accepted that uh, Sam Nicholson will be going at the end of the season. I think he's accepted. I think he's accepted the players he doesn't want are going to go, and I think Nicholson's one. Even what about Callum Patterson? Think he'll be off. Uh, I think it's most likely he'll Apparently be Apparently he's not saying an extension. Like, yeah, that's true. Because, do you know what? This was uh, from what I've heard. See, the deal with West Ham, that was a done deal. It was all signed and then Patterson got injured. The, the, what I was hearing was Hearts were going to offer him a, like, a, poli- a, preliminary, a prelim- preliminary contract basically just to keep him until he was fit. 
and then they would sell them in January or whatever. And then apparently Patterson said, I'm not doing that. Which, and he I wants out and he will be gone. It's my opinion though that I think he should, he owes it to Hearts to at least play the two months or whatever, and when he's fully recovered, just play the two months, because Hearts have stood by him. Hearts could have easily said, well, no, like, we, don't need, we don't need to pay for your recovery. We don't need to do all this, because... You're leaving anyway. That's what modern footballers are like. And modern, it's modern, like modern footballers nowadays just it's all about themselves. They're, they're, and plus as well, they're very badly advised by their agents. The, the only thing I can say is a positive about Callum Patterson leaving is Cathro won't feel like he's lost anything because he hasn't had Cat Patterson to use anyway. He's lost him very early and he's not been able to use him so he doesn't need to work on or oh, what if we lose Pat Callum because we've already not got him anyway. And there's one thing as well, see, ever since Ian Caffrey's took over, certainly, like, some of Hart's better players' form has like, totally declined. Jamie Walker, for example, mm-hmm. was thriving under Robbie Nielsen, yep. and ever since Caffrey's came in, he's just decreased. Yep. Like, his form has totally went downhill. I think uh, it's, Hearts have been very poor, but I think it's to be expected when they had nothing left to play for. Obviously, they could have had something to play for if it had been shown better form, but as soon as you have nothing left to play for it's harder to motivate your players. And, and can we talk about that presentation Ian Caffrey was done in front of the Hearts fans, uh, I think, last week? From, from what I've heard, a lot of the Hearts fans are praising Austin McPhee more than Ian Caffrey, which I found very interesting. Well, I, I think this... I, I wouldn't look too much into it. I think the assistant, obviously, has to be clued up. And I think... I think Caffrey, Caffrey obviously, has experience being coach, uh, coaching back in Newcastle and, obviously... Coach credibility, yeah. yeah uh, but Austin Matthews also had a very credible background. He was also at, he was at Northern Ireland for the yeah. one of the Euros. And you know the the role for the what's the role Malcolm McKay's got the uh, performance director. Yeah. Yes, the performance director. Do you know Austin McPhee was offered that before Malcolm McKay, so, and McPhee turned it down. Then Nessafe went for McKay, which I think is the so, right appointment. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't look too much into it. I think the assistant, obviously, m- most managers these days are very linked in with their assistant. They've both got similar ideas. They play similar football. So I don't think I look too much into it. I think it's just a case of he may have had more airtime at that moment, and he may have became across better. But I don't think Calf. I do think Calf knows what he's talking about. And I think, from what I've heard about it as well, I think Hearts fans have received it very well. Yeah. And they're willing to, willing to accept, alright, this season, draw a line under it, move on to next season, see what they can do. And see, remember Tony Watt, when he yeah. was at Hearts, Ian Caffrey cut his loan deal short. I'm like, uh, and t- see Tony Watt, he even said, oh, Ian Caffrey's a brilliant coach, I love his training mm-hmm. sessions, he'll go far. It just shows you, Ian Caffrey cut his loan short and, he's st- and Tony mm-hmm. Watt was praising him. But anyway, we'll move across that divide and move over to Tommy Wright, who... What can you say? We say it every Another single win. week. We say it every week. It's, it's, and this is even more of a usual St. St. Johnson performance. Wasn't a great game. Scored. Clean sheet, three points. What Scored. more do you want? St. Johnson fans must love playing Hawks, must love playing most teams, to be fair. Turn up, sit at home, sit Do you know what, mate? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm being honest, mate. I'm absolutely getting bored of praising St. Johnson. <laughs> I'm getting bored. I really am. Well, you've heard it here first. We all want a St. Johnson nosedive next season, just so we have. So we can just like be negative or something because I'm getting bored of praising them. I think ever since I started doing this podcast, all I've done every time it came to talk about St. Johnson is I right, Tommy Wright's great. Yeah. He's brilliant. <laughs> I'm getting bored of it, but yeah, Tommy Wright is great. <laughs> uh, Rangers played Aberdeen uh, last, last <laughs> night, and Rangers got beat two one off Aberdeen. John James, what did you make of the game? Uh, I like the enthusiastic intro there. <laughs> I've had a long day, mate. Long day. <laughs> I thought that 
we were rotten. <laughs> Rangers <laughs> were rotten. So bad. I think that Aberdeen completely outfought, outworked, and made Rangers look like a bunch of schoolboys in the first half. I think Rangers did not look like they were interested. I think Aberdeen turned up. Obviously, with the, the comments that both managers made going back and forth, I think Aberdeen were clearly the ones that felt they had a point to prove. We took the lead in the ninth minute. And I Bro, Josh Windass. Josh Windass was totally at fault for, at fault for that goal. I don't understand what he was doing. Josh Windass, um, Josh Windass is a terrible footballer. He's not had one good game this season. Not one good game. He's awful. He's just He adds nothing to the team whatsoever. He gets bullied off the ball every single time. So he does. He got bullied off the ball for the first goal for Aberdeen. And it was just utterly embarrassing. The midfield, I could not understand Cassinia's uh, tactics and his team selection. Why play... I don't understand the midfield whatsoever. First of all, Josh Windass, awful. And Terrell, a coward. And he's just simply crap. And Kenny Miller tried his best in midfield, but he's not a midfielder. And, just, and his tactics as well. We kept playing the long ball game. We continued doing that. And look, we had, we had no height up front whatsoever. We had no height in the final third. Barry McKay, Dudu, Gardner. There's no height there whatsoever. And it was just playing long balls just for the sake of playing long balls. And it was producing absolutely nothing. I think that, as I see, as much as people can hate, they can hate and they can slag him. Rangers completely played into our defence's strong points. And I think a lot of people have made, made uh, points about how oh, Aberdeen can't deal with some pressure and stuff like that. See, when you launch the ball into the box, when you've got six foot plus centre-backs, you're not going to get a sniff. It was easy pickings for the Aberdeen defence, it was. Uh, Indeed, the long balls, right, there's no height, as I just said, and it was easy pickings for the Aberdeen defence. I think, uh, I think, I think going further, Rangers were lucky to get in at half-time, 1-0 down. It yeah. could have easily been more. West Fodringham, again, keeps Rangers in the game. Terrific keeper. Uh, and then uh, Fans are even stealing the ball to try and... Stop the game from getting. It, there was like throughout the whole game, there was no creativity, no imagination. The players just look lost. See, They're just utterly useless. See, they really are. See, for Rangers fans making a big point out about that, oh, Aberdeen haven't won at Ibrox in twenty six years. I think they make a big point out of it, but yet it seems so flat. The the whole game seemed flat for Rangers, and it just didn't seem like Rangers were up for defending that record that they had. As soon as Aberdeen scored, it was like... Half those players didn't even know that record was intact, probably. I think when Aberdeen scored, it set the tone for the game. I think Rangers fans were flat as well. I don't think they were looking forward to the rest of the game. And Rangers players didn't make them look forward to the game either. Yeah, going into the second half, it's just more kamikaze defending. Yeah, the defence was... It sounded like a broken record, but the defence was just all over the place like it's been all season. Mm -hmm. And going back to the midfield, right? Terrell... He, see if he actually thinks he's going to make it down south or play at a decent level he's got another thing coming the guy's an absolute coward he's hopeless right and I would love to see the report uh, that the, the, the loan report that he's, the, the like Arsene Wenger or whoever's going to see because yep. it's not going to be good and he won't be at Arsenal next season there's absolutely no way because he's been crap he's a coward he's not good enough he was shying out at every challenge so he was when it came to a 50-50 he Shat it basically. I, th I think well, I'll, I'll, I'll defend him in some sense. I'm not going to defend that he, he, he was not putting his all into the tackles, but I think mean, that in midfield looked very, 
very hungry that game. I think they were they were looking more determined that they were going to be the team that were getting on the ball. And see, uh, during the game, like parts of the game, that Aberdeen, the Aberdeen were, like Aberdeen were just passing the ball around for fun. That's what that's what you were saying to me. You were saying when was when was the last time? Like, obviously, Aberdeen obviously have beaten Rangers this season. They've been tawdry, but Aberdeen looked calm. They looked assured, and they looked like they were enjoying. They were enjoying the game. Rangers players did not like they were enjoying the game. No. Aberdeen players seemed like wait, they kind of they sensed that they took advantage of it and they just controlled the tempo that the game was played. That obviously Rangers did get the goal and that, that did throw a bit of a spanner on the works and Rangers did seem to up the tempo. Funnily enough, that was after Terrell got subbed off for see, uh, one of the youngsters. Yeah, see Jason Holt. I don't think Jason Holt's a great player. He's not had a good season. But he's much better than Josh Windass mm. in Terrell. So I don't understand why Jason Holt wasn't even brought on or why he didn't even start the game. Mm. I cannot, for the life of me, understand that. Um, Cassinia, I would, everyone, I think most people know my thoughts on him. I would not have appointed Cassinia in the first place. But he's here now. He's not impressed me. Sorry about that. We had a wee interruption there. Um, so as I was saying about Pedro Cassinia, um, I'm still not convinced by him. I would not have appointed Pedro in the first place. I definitely would not have. I would have went for Danny McInnes. Yeah. Um, since Cassinius came in, he's not set the house on fire. He's not impressed me, to be honest. When we, the most memorable result is the 3-0 won at Pataudry. The 3-0 won there. And we mugged that day. Mm-hmm. We did. Then even look, but like, Rangers have not looked particularly good. In we haven't. I, see, I, I couldn't name one game under Cassinia so far. Right, It's not his team, but... I can't name one game where we were outstanding from the first minute to the last. Mm-hmm. So he's here now. I'll give him a chance. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But the summer is absolutely massive for him. It is absolutely massive. And I'm very interested to see who he gets rid of. Um, I think Rob Keenan and Harry Forrester and Halliday are going to be off. And I've got a, I've got a bad feeling he likes Joe Gardner. <laughs> which... Uh, Joe Gardner's just terrible. From, from an Aberdeen perspective, that was that was a Joe Gardner. You sorry, but you see, Joe Gardner, he he's got no peace whatsoever about him, right? Mm. And when people defend him, saying, "Aye, he scored lots of goals for Preston uh, in League One." Yeah, but what about his last season in the Championship? How many goals did he score? No, he's not. He's not good enough. And the fact we paid one point mm. eight million for f- Joe Gardner, Joe Gardner, oh, what a flop! What a absolute flop! He's been. He's been terrible, and the summer's going to be, as I just said, massive. And the board need to back this guy with money, and that's the only way Kissinger's going to succeed if we back him with money. Uh, well, from an Aberdeen perspective, obviously that result is it's a it's a good it's a good result. We're going to, we're then moving on to Partick Thistle, obviously in the final day of the season, and then we're moving on to the Scottish Cup final. But from another perspective, in the summer, Aberdeen already have a side that primarily. Most most people will be there anyway, but um, there's a there's a couple of Ryan Jack to Rangers. Well, we won without Ryan Jack, so we won we won without him. So Ryan Jack will most definitely improve our squad, but he's not as big an influence, I think, that is what Rangers fans think he is. I mean, he's yes, a talented player. He's a good yes. player. He's a good player, but I don't. Think, Skipper. I don't think he influences Aberdeen play as much as people think he does. I think yesterday showed we don't need Ryan Jack to dominate the midfield, but on another, on another note. Whatever Rangers do in the summer, I wouldn't are going to be looking at, and they're going to be like, right, we're just going to, we're just going to, we'll do our business, and we'll just watch what Rangers do, because. So what do you we, think? We Is were it? always told, we were told in the summer, we were told this summer, oh, here we, go, we here were we told go. last summer here that we Rangers go. would finish ahead of us because of the signs oh, they make. On paper though, 
Like, how can you really dispute that? The, look at the signings we brought in. On paper, it looked like they were going to sit out. The fact going to be brilliant. But obviously, paper, it didn't paper, work you, out. On paper, you signed three thirty plus. Three thirty plus. But look at Joey Barton. Though. Look at Joey. Like, for example, not just a very brief. Joey Barton, right? Like, he got played the year for Burnley. He mm-hmm. played a massive part in them getting promotion. And Joey Barton playing the Premier League for the majority of his career. I'm not. I'm that not was that looked like. That looked like, like a great signing. Nico Cranshaw as well on paper. Nico, like Nico signing. Cranshaw who barely, kicked, who barely kicked the ball in the last how many years? Constant knee injuries. That but on paper it looked like oh he can improve our squad if he gets fit. Yeah, and it's just the signings that we're making, and, and we were thinking yeah we can do something this season. Not say we win the league, but give them a challenge, and we didn't do that, and it just didn't work out I whatsoever. Think Rangers underestimated Aberdeen in this season, and they're paying for it now. I mean Rangers just took it for granted they would be second, and they've not. As we should. And it's now. I know. I, of course, that's the thing that all Rangers fans are expecting. Right, we'll get second. And that's what we're all expecting. None of us were saying at the start of the season, oh, we're going to finish further fourth because of the money that we spent and the resources we've got and the Gulf Aberdeen's resources. But to be honest, Greg Aberdeen, they got second. But do you think Aberdeen will be able to keep on to players like Johnny Hayes, Kenny McLean? Yeah. Johnny Hayes, Are you John, confident in that? We've already kept Johnny Hayes this season. Johnny Hayes was apparently going to Cardiff in January. That never happened because the club rejected it. Johnny Hayes is contracted for either, I think, I think it's another two years. So he won't be going anywhere unless someone pays us a sizable fee. Now I'm beginning to, I'll accept now begins a loss. But we we have obviously I've, I've been saying to you we, there's apparently contract rumours flying around that we've already got two players and two pre contracts. I'm interested to see who they are. I don't think McLean's going anywhere. As I've said numerous times, I don't think McLean's going anywhere. I think I think if we bid, if, I would take him McLean at Rangers right, but if Rangers bid, I would say maybe one point two million pound. I think Aberdeen would accept that, and I think Kenny McLean would jump in chance. And then I think that would get straight invested back into the squad if that happened. Ryan Jack have already voiced my opinions numerous times. I don't think he's a big influence as well. But Ryan Jack in a free contract, why not? And a freebie, of course you would jump at that. Ryan Jack. Oh, that's fair development fee anyway. So I would. but it's not so, exactly. It's not so going to be like a big fee. Aberdeen for us. would still be making money out of it, which would. Aye, but it's not going to be a large sum. Well, it's. I believe it's. However many Sam Nicholson's it's getting, nothing ridiculous. Sam Nicholson's apparently gonna command a four hundred thousand development fee. See before I just wanna say this, see before uh, like obviously around about January, February time, when I found out Nicholson was out of contract, I would have took him. But now, no, I don't want him. See, I I I I've been arguing with myself about Nicholson. I wouldn't want to pay four hundred thousand for him as a development fee because that's basically a transfer fee. And it reminds me too much of Templeton in a bad way though. I think uh, I'm 50-50 I, at first I would take him but now knowing that it would be a 400000 development fee it's a lot of money for a player that might end up not being what he's built up to be so it's, it's obviously not my decision to see the players that are going to be coming in but obviously different clubs are going to be looking at different players some will be interesting and we'll be here next year to document the ins and outs. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And just I want to briefly touch on this. Uh, Hibs, they've been linked with quite a lot of players. Hibs. Stephen Wicketer. I do not want to see that guy back at Rangers. Yeah, um, Kelvin Wilson. Yes, I've seen that as well. Kevin, but Kelvin Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Anthony Stokes. Uh, who only had one good game for Hibs. <laughs> yeah. Less I, still, I still rate him. I still rate him as a player. <laughs> uh, and obviously... So that everyone's up to date. It's currently five 0 to Celtic. Five 0 Celtic. Five 0 to Celtic. Okay. So you're quite a bit off there with a one 0 fizzle. <sighs> I mean, I was off by two goals. It would be four one, but right. The reason I said one 0 fizzle, right? I'm getting a lot of flack for this, right? I said one 0 fizzle because the last time Thistle and Celtic played, it was one each, 
and I felt as though Alan Archibald would try and fire up the lads saying, okay, let's try and end, on, end this unbeaten run. Last time we played them, we got a draw, and the Thistle players will be thinking, okay, we've got a point at Parkhead. Why not? Fancy our chances. We can be the team that could end Celtic's unbeaten run. But it's going to have to be and Hawks now. It's going to have to be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, we're moving on to the final fixtures. Yeah, yeah. move on to the final fixtures. Uh, so... Fixtures and obviously we'll start with Celtic and Hearts. Celtic Hearts, uh, are you gonna, gonna go for a Hearts win? Oh, no chance, absolutely no chance. Um, I am going to go with a Celtic. Celtic four 0 Celtic four 0 We'll start. We'll start in the top six. Top six is Sunday, so obviously four 0 Celtic. I'll go. I think they'll play a few youngsters. I'm, I'm seeing Celtic play a few youngsters. I think they'll want to end, I think Celtic want to end the season on a I'll high. Go, I'll uh, go for a simple, straightforward 3 0 Celtic. 3 0 Celtic. Uh, then it's Mary Hill for Partick v Aberdeen. Um, I'll probably go with a 2 1 Aberdeen win. Uh, I think it's going to be cut and dry Aberdeen, though. I think it'll be 2 0. And then St Johnson Rangers. 2 1 St Johnson. 2 1 St Johnson? Yep. Going against your own team. We're crap, mate. We're <laughs> absolutely rotten. And I think it'll be a dull affair. Like if St. Johnson game normally, then I think we'll go for 1 1. And, and the players have chucked it already. It's the last game. The majority of those the majority of the players they don't know if they like the majority of those, those Rangers players don't know if they're gonna be at the club next season. So if I'm being honest, um, they're already chucked it and they're like, okay, it's the last game, means nothing, it's been a crap season, so I'm gonna go with a uh, two one St. Johnson win. Uh, now to the pointless game in the bottom six. Kilmarnock Ross County. Uh, Boring game. No game, nothing to play for. I'll probably go for a 2-0 county win. I'll go draw one each. 2-0 county for me. Draw one each and then now from the games that means something. <laughs> yes. So, Hamilton Academical, Dundee. I'm going with a 2-1 Ackies. To send in Vanessa down automatically? Yes. I'm going to say, even though I criticise them, Hamilton will be up for it. But it won't be enough, and it will be a two each draw. And Inverness Motherwell. Inverness Motherwell. One each. I'm going to go with Inverness three, Motherwell one, and Aki's go down automatically. And Inverness will play either Falkirk or Dundee United, but it'll be Dundee United because I predicted that. And I said Falkirk, I know I'm saying Falkirk will beat Dundee United, and in the playoff final, it will be Falkirk versus Inverness. No, no, Vanessa, Aki, sorry. <laughs> Aki's meant to say it will be Falkirk versus Aki's and I think, I don't know how that will go. That, that's a very hard one to predict. Mm. I don't know, but... Well, we can't predict it until it happens. So it will we'll be we'll Falkirk and Aki's in the playoff final. So, John James, a pleasure as always. Mm. And until next time, guys, we will see you soon.